folks. Good evening, everyone. So um, it's um, beautiful, beautiful weather up here in wonderful New England. So um, yeah, although I haven't had a, an opportunity to enjoy that. Um, but I'm gonna talk about something that I know is gonna bless you guys tonight. Let me pray, Father. I just thank you. I praise your holy name. I pray that you would just help people, Lord God, receive from you, Lord God, see themselves as you see them, Lord God, and enable them to get into that deeper, deeper life. So is the part now I'm on this part of talking about truth. I'm gonna be talking about now acceptance, right? Acceptance. People feel that they've accepted themselves, but no, they really have not. Now, a lot of fashion, a lot of designers, a lot of labels are for people who are seeking acceptance, really. And I'm talking about Hollywood too. You know, it's acceptance, a lot of clubs, a lot of drinking certain waters, driving certain cars, living in certain places, right? Acceptance, nothing wrong with driving wherever car, living in whatever place, as long as you're doing it for the right reason. So this is about acceptance. We feel that we have accepted ourselves, but we're constantly always trying to change ourselves and don't get me wrong good change is good for health and all of that but not a change because you want to be accepted so i've um going to ephesians 1 verse uh gonna read from verse 3 to 6 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that he will be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ himself, according to the kindness of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In the beloved. We are beloved because Jesus Christ is beloved and we've gained acceptance through that. So I want to go and go through these components of acceptance. And we're going to be talking about acceptance for a while here, folks. So there's, there's this, in psychotherapy, there's what's called act therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy and it's focused on uh it's secular it's focused on accepting yourself without focusing on the faults right without focusing on the faults you can focus on small things and they can get blown up does anybody know that Michael Jackson's issue that he had initially, which led him to go 
for plastic surgery was he didn't like his nose. That's where it started. And do you see how it blew up? He saw Diana Ross. He thought she had a cute nose. He felt he didn't, right? And that's where it started. Well, we all know where it ended, right? We all know where it ended. So acceptance, right? There are people who go around looking for this acceptance in all of the wrong places. So the first thing they want us to see, the first component is one, we are blessed. Look in verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We are blessed. Here's what the standard of acceptance should be. That we are blessed. Tom Ford should not be the standard. Foragamo should not be the standard. Prada, right? That's okay if you like that stuff. That floats your boat if you like it. But you shouldn't like as a form of acceptance, as a form of being accepted into a particular club. Really? No, that should not be it. Oh my word, if you go to London, London is full of exclusive clubs where it's three, four, five hundred thousand dollars per year to be a part of the clubs. So that's actually cheap for some of them. Really? You can say you're a part of this club, that club, especially West London, right? But it's all a lot of people, right? Use that to actually, hey, hey, I'm a part of that club. Really? What are they screaming? Accept me. Accept me. And here's the problem about this. We are blessed. So God has accepted us. Here's the problem about acceptance. If you're going, if you're a woman and you're going the way of, I know, Fendi bags, Prada bag, you'll have a world full of them, right? Because when does that stop? There is no metric for that. It never, ever stops. And these designers know, uh, uh, um, um, consumer America knows. I mean, we are the biggest consumers in the world. It's all looking for acceptance. You know, the kids on the street. You got the latest iPhone? You got the latest? I mean, my son used to tell me, oh, dad, the iPhone so-and-so is out. Well, how do you know that? Oh, in fact, actually, no, I'm sorry. He didn't say that. He would say to me, Oh, dad, the iPhone so-and-so is coming out. It's coming out. I would, who cares? And he would just, everything, this app. Oh, dad, you got up there. Oh, oh, I stopped. Not because it was way too much. It was all about acceptance. He has really stopped now and put his trust in uh, totally, totally in Christ. But when he was younger, Oh, my word, it was this, that, oh, and especially the school, he went, oh, the latest iPad, latest this, latest that. Sandy's familiar with the school that he went to. I mean, my word, all of the, nobody. I mean, you, what, you've only got one iPad? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you doing with one iPad? Yeah, only got three phones, three phones? Oh, yeah. I mean, my word. It was like that, and the parents would engage them. 
we are blessed. This is the thing that we have to understand in terms of that blessing. God went through a great deal of trouble to give us that blessing, right? This is what we have to understand. We've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. What is that a sign of? Worthy. We are worthy in Christ. It doesn't matter if your family thought you were worthy. I've got people tell you, Robert, I could have got A plus, 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 and it still would not have been enough. It still would not have been enough. We don't go by secular standards, really. We do not go by secular standards. We are broken parents who don't even know standards. We have parents who have this perfectionistic mindset. You know what? If a parent is not satisfied, is not accepted themselves, they cannot accept you. This is the thing. So many people have fought and strived for someone to love them. It is not coming. Let me tell you something. You do not have to fight and strive. God loves you. Let make this the standard. Really, let us make this the standard. The X, the uh, uh, Y axis, I'm sorry. The Y axis is that that is God, the vertical axis that is the standard of love not the horizontal so we are blessed folks and then the next one we are blameless look in verse four just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we will be holy and blameless before him in love yo we are blameless Here's why you should accept yourself that you are blameless. Christ died for you. To feel guilt is almost saying, well, Christ, you need to stay on that cross because I've got this guilt. No, because you feel that you should be blamed doesn't mean that you should be. It just means that your emotions are being shaped around the conditions of your environment, really. Listen, let me tell you this right now. Parents, family members, friends are always looking to put responsibility for certain things on other people, really, so that they can feel good about themselves. Because if you feel guilty, meaning, blame you feel guilty you know what you almost feel like somebody else needs to assume that guilt you need to put and we all know these uh strategies these psychological strategies right to blame other people gaslighting all of that stuff that's just a way for people to blame other people but here's the thing you don't have to do that because you are blameless and listen, being blameless, understand one thing. It doesn't matter how you feel. It does not matter how you feel. You are still blameless. This is what we've got to get out of, oh, how I feel. It's so fickle and superficial, you know, and, and, and shallow. 
get out. Don't get me wrong. I know I understand how you feel is how you feel. So I'm not just saying, oh, don't feel that way is what I'm saying. I am saying, don't let your feelings now lead you down that direction, lead you down this way. Every person, if you have an addiction, it's because of your feelings, how you felt at the time, a need to feel good. I need a, a, a quick, feel me good sensation. I need a quick shot of something euphoric, really. That's it. Don't let feelings lead us anywhere. It doesn't matter if you feel guilty. You are not. You are blameless. You're blessed. I'm blameless. You can accept yourself. And it, really, if you think about it, it makes no sense because there are probably serial killers in America right now who sleep with their thumbs in their mouth, sleep like babies. They are guilty and they don't feel guilty. That BTK, I mean, that guy, whoa, whoa. And there are people who haven't done anything and they feel guilty. It's because you've been shaped by your environment. Here's what you have to do. Right? If you feel this way, this would be very, very simple journaling. Well, journal all the time, folks. Very simple journaling. Okay, I feel this way. Here's what you got to ask yourself. Are my feelings... Are my feelings congruent with objective reality, right? So you, somebody shouldn't feel guilty and say, I am guilty and go with that. Here's what you should actually say. Is there any credence, any kind of rationale for me feeling guilty? Because God has said, you are blameless. And here's the thing. We're going to do, listen, everybody's going to sin, but you can remain blameless and you repent. Jesus Christ is forever making intercession for us. Do not let anyone cause you to feel guilty. If somebody does, it should bounce off of you. Really, it's just you should be like a wall to a ball. It should just bounce off. A ball is thrown at a wall, it bounces off. It does not stick. Blame should not be sticking anymore because Christ died to make sure it wouldn't stick, right? So you are blameless. And the next thing is that you have belonging. Look at verse five. He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ himself according to the kind intention of his will. Now, from the age of six months to, to 16 and a half years old, I was actually, I wasn't adopted. I was actually in long-term foster care. But let me tell you something. It didn't matter to me because I had belonging there. I had belonging with my parents. I know I had, but in fact, actually, I had more belonging with my parents I felt more belonging my parents who were Caucasian than my mother when I went to live with her later in life. And I always say that. That's why this color thing for me, get out of my face with that foolishness. Really. I know I've lived it. This is why I look at these races and all that. Just silly people. Very, very silly, ignorant people. 
So I had belonging there, really. And I didn't have belonging. I never felt had belonging with my bio mother. My son and I, we're talking now about some of the things uh, um, of uh, the past. We are going over it. We've talked about them, talking more uh, um, about it. Never, ever felt like I belong. It's okay if you never felt like you belonged in your home. Somehow it wasn't good enough. You can almost pass down, your parents can almost pass down this sense of uh, a lack of belonging if they didn't feel that way, right? They can pass that down, but here's what you have. We cry, you have belonging. You can take that to the bank. His blood shed ensured that you have belonging. And here's the thing, folks. I know, I know when I say that, I know intellectually you get it, but a lot of people don't get it existentially, meaning they don't get it in their existence, in their, in their daily lives. I'm gonna say this, practice meditating on that. So it's not something that seems transcendent, which is far away. It becomes something that's imminent. And that is so empowering when you get this sense of belonging because you do have this belonging. You do. You do. You have this belonging. You have a, a sense of belonging. And I know you see it in black and white here, and it doesn't mean too much because it's so, it seems so far away so far away from you, but I'm telling you, it is not, it's real, it's part of your experience. And when you're able by meditating on it to bring it close, that's when you'll be empowered by it. It's not real to a lot of people, right? It, it is not real. In other words, it's conceptual. It's a concept, right? It's, it's conceptualized. When you bring it close, it gets actualized, right? It gets actualized. It's, it's almost like the car is no good to you. Yeah, it can get you where you want it to get, where you want it, need it to get you to. But that won't happen until you ignite that engine, right? Until you ignite, it's not real. It's just like, listen, you can starve to death in the biggest grocery store in the world, right? Because that food is almost conceptualized until you eat it and it gets actualized. This whole idea, right, of belonging right, is conceptualized until it actually gets actualized. And you do that by meditating on it. Here's what you have to say. You have to say to yourself, you want acceptance. The word of God should no longer be conceptual to you. It should be actual, right? It should be God. Uh, and we're going to do some prayer points. 
about that when we finish. So we have this uh, uh, belonging. So we've talked about blessed, blameless, belonging, and bestowed is the next one. To the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Right? This grace that was bestowed. So you've got blessed, blameless, belonging, bestowed. And you've got this through the lenses of God. If somebody doesn't feel that they had this bestowed on them, it's almost like saying then, Christ died in vain. Why did he die? Of course, of course, it was bestowed on you. Christ died so that this could be bestowed on you. It makes no sense. So really, if you're feeling, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling it, not that you should feel it, but you should be experiencing it, but I'm not experiencing it, then understand one thing. It's conceptual, right? It needs to be ignited. It needs to be actual, right? It's conceptual. None of this thing should be conceptual. It should be. All the word of God is not meant primarily just to be read. It's actually meant to be experienced, right? It's meant to be experienced. Food should not just be digested. It should actually then be assimilated, right? It should be assimilated, not just digested, but assimilated. Digestion occurs in your mouth and in your stomach. It shouldn't end there. The food that's been digested should be assimilated. Like amino acids should be assimilated now into muscle tissue, right? I mean, so this word should not just be read. It should be experienced. It wants to go to 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. See what it says. For the kingdom of God does not consist in word only, but in power. It's not just in word. It has power, right? It has power. It's not just to be read. Right. It's to be experienced. It empowers you. Right. So we've had this bestowed on us in the beloved, this grace, this ability to access God. Right. You should. It is kind of silly to almost allow people to have you feel a sense of not being accepted when you are accepted by the creator of those people, 
really. And I understand where you are at, where the enemy gets you is people are closer to the feeling realm than God. God is not in the feeling realm. God is deeper than that. And that's what you've got to, when scripture says you walk by faith and not by sight, what is sight? Sensory information. What are feelings? The feelings are sensory receptors. They receive sensory information. Receive fear, right? Joy, all of that. So you're walking, you're not to walk by sensory information, you're to walk by faith, knowing it's so, because God said it's so. And don't get me wrong, when you do that, your feelings will fall in line. Your feelings should be in the back seat. Would anybody let a friend drive their car from the back seat? Would anybody let your friend drive from the back seat? Oh, can you drive from me? Yeah, I'll just stay in the back. No, you wouldn't do that. But that's what we're doing when we let our feelings drive. We are letting our feelings drive our lives from the back seat. We, are, we would call our friends silly. Hey, listen, I used to drink and drive, folks, but I don't believe I was ever so liquored up that I would let somebody drive from the back seat. I'll tell you that now. And so we should not let our feelings drive from the back seat. Really? So we're going to do some prayer. And it's this. It's, Lord God, give me the grace to experience that I am blessed by you, that I am blessed by you. A lot of people more experience that they are cursed by God than blessed by God, really. And we are blessed. Give me the great, because they get into that feeling realm. So Lord God, give me the grace to know that I am blessed by you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I praise your holy name. I pray, Lord, that you would give me the grace to know that I am blessed by you, Lord God. Give me the grace, regardless of how I feel. Give me the grace to know I am blessed by you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, just as I was praying then, God brought this uh, uh, song. I think it's a song from the 70s. Anybody know this song? More Than a Feeling. More than, yeah, More Than a Feeling, a song from the 70s. And it's true, it is more than a feeling. Lord God, regardless of how I feel, give me the grace to know that I am blameless. You are the one caused me to be blamed, but I should not be assuming blame from other people. I should stand fast in the fact that Christ assumed the blame for me. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will give 
need the grace, Lord God, Jesus Christ, to know that I am blameless, regardless of what I feel. This is more than a feeling, Lord God. Give me the grace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give me the grace, Lord God, to know that I belong. To know that I belong. Let me tell you, people have joined all different kinds of groups for a sense of belonging. Terrorist groups, hate groups, all different kinds of groups. Give me the grace, Lord God, to know that I belong in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, just praise your holy name. Father, you have given me belonging, Lord God. Give me the grace to know that I belong, Father, Lord God. If everybody on this planet rejects me, Lord God, I will always belong. Give me that grace, Father, Lord God, to know that I belong, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me the grace, Lord God, to know that I have been bestowed grace in the beloved. It's been bestowed on me. It's been, you've showered me in love, Lord God, in your grace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, give me the grace, Lord God, to experience the bestowal of your grace, Lord God. Give me that grace. Father, Lord God, give me that grace, Lord God, when I feel like a disgrace, Lord God. Let me know that, no, Father, Lord God, I am not, because you bestowed, you showered your grace on me, Lord God. Father, you wiped out whatever I have done, Lord God. There's nothing for me to feel guilty about, Lord God. You've given me your grace. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. And caring call, and then I'll pass it back to Sandy. Father Lord, I know you love me, Lord God. I trust your word, so I'm accepting you into my heart as my Lord and Savior, Lord God. I know you've blessed me, Lord God. I know, Lord God, that you have Love me, Lord God. You've made me blameless, Lord God. You have given me belonging, Father. You've bestowed grace on me. So I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I know you've saved me. I know I'm heaven bound, Lord God. I thank you for what you have done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay.